Hello, hello, my beautiful people. What's up? <laughs> it's your girl, the Damo here, coming with the Mind Your Business podcast because your mind shall forever be your business. <laughs> what is up with y'all on this beautiful Friday morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, or it could be afternoon where you're at, depending on what time you listen to it. Or it could be Saturday or whatever have you. But I'm going to let you know, I'm recording this in the morning, in the wee hours of the morning, which most of the time that's when my creative uh, juices flow. <laughs> so anyway, enough about me. What's up with you guys? Welcome to another week when we come together and we talk about some mental stuff, right? When we get us together. Um... <laughs> oh man, I've had a week. I've had a good week. And when I say I've had a week, I had a great week. And you know, I'm uh you know, we started our self care challenge and we're four days in. It's a new month. It's a new month, y'all. Um new opportunities. Not only is it the new month, it's the last month of this year of twenty twenty, um, that we've had and man, oh man. It's a month of opportunity. Like every new month is a new month of opportunity. But this month um, particularly is really a month of of, of renewing. Because after this month, we're walking into a new year. And let me tell you guys something. Can I be honest with you? I'm not walking into next year with the craziest of expectations. Because even though 2020 has been a rough year for not just myself, but for the country, I'm optimistic in moving forward. Um, But I know that it would be foolish of me to think everything is just going to dissolve or everything is just going to change automatically for the state of our country come January 1st, 2021. Um, And I see a lot of people thinking that, like, Corona is just going to die January 1st. Let me tell you guys, Corona's here, <laughs> okay? Uh, but I, I am going into the new year with expectations for myself and how who I want to be in this next year and how I'm going to handle what's going on with the change of our world and how I govern my life and my perspective on people and, 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 and how, I, um, how I move. You know, and that's all you can do with going into a new year is govern yourself. Um, so looking forward to that. But like I was saying, this month is a this month is not the month to hurry up and do something just to say that you made something productive in the year of 2020. This month is really just to really prepare yourself to walk into a new year and not to walk in the, into the new year the same. You want to walk into the new year. Um, with a new sense of self, a new version of self, you know. So that's why I said this month is very um, important. And on top of that, that's why I kind of really wanted to do this self-care challenge um, this month. So we take the time to 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 rejuvenate ourselves, uh, rehabilitate ourselves, so that we can walk into the next year, whatever it brings us, and have our heads high. Um, you know what I'm saying? And have the equipment to be able to cope and maneuver, right? So, <laughs> you guys know I love talking to y'all, and I'm always trying to preach a little something-something. But no, seriously, on on a real tip, we want to walk into a new year 
um, with with a great with a great perspective and not super high expectations. Um, a lot of time when we find ourselves setting expectations so high, if they fall a little bit below it, we're gravely disappointed. So that's why I say we're walking in with not high expectations, but with gratitude and with, um, I forgot the word I said. Wow. My memory went that fast. <laughs> My memory went that fast. Wow. And this is the moments I love on this podcast, the candid moments, because I could have just cut this out and re-recorded all this, but I'm not going to. That was gold. <laughs> To be honest, guys, like my short term memory is horrible. Oh, but my long term. Oh, I can remember stuff from you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's for a different episode. Um, so this is episode. We're just coming to talk about some things like we usually do. Nothing heavy. Um, nothing that you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I need to go see my parents today. <laughs> um, side note, before we get into the topic at hand, y'all. I really had a revelation this week, and if you've been following me on Twitter, and you you, you know, you kind of get where I'm going with this, but y'all, my therapist has become like my best friend, like, let me, let me tell you guys, so, um, you guys know that I decided to get therapy, I've been talking about getting therapy for a long time, because there's some things that I have not finished, um, personally, um, healing from uh, my personal traumas and then with everything that happened with my ex in the abuse um it was I started therapy right after that like it was kind of like oh oh no we need this thing for real for real and like she has been such an amazing aspect to my life every two weeks um that I talk to her and she's really really been just a, a great listening ear. Um, not to say that my friends and you know people in my circle haven't been. It's just my therapist is. Sorry, I'm trying to make some tea. <laughs> my therapist is like unbiased because she doesn't know me, and she's just really been amazing. And I was sitting there talking to her this past Tuesday. And I'm joking and I'm kidding with her. And like, you know, just having our powwows like we do for the 50 minutes that we meet. And we went even a little over and she didn't like say, oh, we got to stop. Like she just really, really talked with me and just really had a great time. And like, you know, I kind of got a little teary eyed because, I mean, she she's been there along the way. And she was kind of like, you know. She always tells me that she's proud of me because um, I keep maneuvering forward um, and I recognize I'm very self-aware and I recognize when I'm doing something that is destructive to myself and I come and talk to her about it and I'm very bluntly honest with her about it. Um, So, you know, it's just a great relationship. And I'm telling you, all like I was thinking like, oh, because. I, you know, been talking to her and trying to heal from some childhood things. And I think for the most part, I've, like, worked on it. I was going to, like, stop seeing her. But I was just like, how dare I stop seeing my best friend? Like, 
even if I don't have something traumatic going on in my life, um, having my therapist around, having the ability to talk to my therapist has proven to be the outlet I need because I didn't even know um, the last time we spoke that I actually had something to talk to her about. And the next thing you know, I'm going on for <laughs> for for 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm saying that to say, y'all, get a therapist. Seriously, if you can afford it and it is in your um, it is in your plan at work or even if you can just spare the money and get in a program. Guys, getting a therapist is so worth it. She's literally changed my life. She's changed how I um, how I think she's given me great coping skills. Sorry, like I told you, I'm trying to make tea. Um, and she's just really been um, everything everything and more. And, and, and it's not even that. It's the fact that she's also, she's a black woman. Um, it's not only she's a black woman, she's a black liberal woman. So she kind of really gets where I'm coming from because I'm a very liberal person. And she understands my thinking without judgment. And, um, um, and she's very professional. Like, extremely professional. And I thank her so much. And, I, I, you know, to be honest, I'll tell you where I found her. Because I understand people saying it's hard to find therapists and where do you start to look. I want, y'all know my favorite website is Psychology Today. Y'all know that's my favorite website with all the articles and, you know, things like that. And I think I mentioned it on here before. But if you guys go to Psychology Today, and mind you, this is not an ad. I wish it was an ad. So I can get paid. But if you go on psychology today and you go on the website, it says find a therapist in your area. And y'all, I'm serious. Like, I searched for all the black therapists. What? And I put it in the search engine. Every time I go, I black therapist. And I was reading and it gives you um what that therapist is 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 known for. Like basically like what's their specialty area, um, where their strengths. Um, type of insurance they take, how much it is um, out of pocket. Like, it's just a great source of information. Um, so let you guys know um, where the good therapists are at. So I suggest to you guys, like I said, this is not an ad, but I do suggest to you guys to go to Psychology Today and just really, really browse and see if you can find a, 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 an affordable therapist. Because honestly, I didn't think I was going to be able to afford one. And I was like, if my insurance can't cover it, you know, thank God for my great insurance, that I was going to, you know, pay out of pocket. And there are some people out there who have some good prices. You know, because it's not like you're seeing a therapist every day. You can see them once a week or twice a week or every three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like, there are ways that you can um, have a therapist and not go broke. (laughs) You know, so um, I just thank my therapist. I'm sorry I had to brag on her. I love her so much. Um, But um, we're going to move along. And hope you guys are ready. Let's start the show. Y'all ready for this week's topic? This week we are talking about gas 
lighting. Some of y'all might be like, Dom, what, what is gaslighting? That sounds something made up. That sounds weird. Well, it's not. <laughs> um, it's actually something that's been around for a long time. The phrase, at least, was coined in, ni- in the 1960s. Um, and it, it, it's, it's something that we all know, we're all familiar with, but... Um, there are a lot of things that go into it and it's not as simple as what we might think. So you guys know me. I love definitions and I love defining things for you guys. So I went ahead and, 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 and did that for you. Um, so here you go. Uh, gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse that is seen in abusive relationships. When I say relationships, I mean all types of relationships, not romantic. Um, like also it can mean like work relationships. It can be in the workplace. It can be in school. It can be, um, with your friends. It can be with your family, with your spouse, with your kids. The relationship word is very, uh, uh vague here and, and multifaceted, you know? Um, it's the acts of mo- manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and the events occurring around them. A victim of gaslighting can be pushed so far that they question their own sanity. So, you know, I can't stop there. I had to get you another definition. Um, it's kind of more of like a scientific um, definition, but kind of like puts a little bit more heat behind it. Um, okay. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group um, sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. It may invoke changes in them such as low self-esteem, rendering the victim additional dependence on the gaslighter for emotional support and validation. Using denial, misdirection, contradiction, and misinformation, gaslighting involves attempts to destabilize the victim and delit- mm. and delit- mm. Y'all know I have trouble reading. Hold on. I mean, um, pronouncing words since I have a speech impediment, but and delit- Mm, this word do not want to come out of my mouth. Attempts to destabilize the victim and delegitimize the victim's belief. Oh, my gosh. Pause right there. This is why I love y'all. And this is why I love this family and how candid this podcast is. Because, man, I'm not cutting that out. Like, y'all know I have a speech impediment. And that was really, really hard. With L's, I, I I struggle with L's really, really, really hard. So, delegitimize. There we go. Delegitimize the victim's beliefs. Um, instances, instances. Ooh, these words today can range from the denial by an abuser that previous abusive incidents occurred to belittling the victim's emotions and feelings to the staging of bizarre events by the abuser with the intention of disorienting the victim. Um, The goal of gaslighting is to gradually undermine the victim's confidence in their own ability to distinguish truth from falsehood, right from wrong or reality from delusion, thereby rendering the individual or group pathologically dependent on the gaslighter for their thinking and their feelings. Whoa. All right. So 
the term gaslight itself, gaslighting, it's kind of like weird. But um, I found the origin of where it came from. And I think it's very, 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 very interesting and very great choice of a title. Um, not a title, but a, a name for such a... Um, such an act. Because, you know, it's not enough just to call it manipulation or psychological manipulation. The word gaslighting itself in its meaning, um, its meaning really um, hits a little bit harder in what, um, in what this act of, of, of trying to have dominance over somebody is. Because there's, there's a difference in abusive relationships when somebody is just abusive towards you and taking anger out on you and 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 really bringing harm to you there's a difference when they just want to hurt you um and 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 abuse you there's a difference between that and gaslighting gaslighting is when you want to literally break the person down into pieces um not more so that they leave you but so they don't leave you, but you try to break a person down so much that they question reality. Um, yeah, like you can see it in uh, like I remember watching a, a Law and Order episode, I love a Law and Order SVU episode when um, this girl had gone missing for years and she had been kidnapped when she was a little girl, and um. You know, something happened throughout the story and we found out that this was the girl that was kidnapped one years ago. And Olivia Benson um, was talking to her and trying to convince her, like, what you went through was abuse. And the girl was like, oh, no, he loves me. He loves me. And Olivia was like, no, like, you don't understand. That was perverted what he did to you. Um, he took you and da, da, da. And the girl was so her her reality was so warped. Oh, no. I wasn't kidnapped. You know, he rescued me. I was in a horrible situation and he was telling me that my parents were like this. And you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? That's gaslighting. A lot of times gaslighting has nothing to do with the person putting their hands on you. And that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between abuse and an, uh, an abusive relationship and somebody that's gaslighting you in a relationship. Um, I, I personally, I personally understand it because Bef like I told you guys, before my ex actually put his hands on me, he had did a lot of manipulation. Um, now, he didn't break me down, you know, but I recognized in some instances where he was trying to gaslight me and make me feel like I was crazy in some instances. Like we would have an argument and he would turn it all back on me and act like, oh, no, 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 you said this. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't say it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because you did this. And I'll be like, I would sit there and actually question and be like, hold on, wait a second. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I did what? Did I do that? You know? I mean, if you want to hear more about that, you can, you know, go episode, the episode, um, this first episode of the season. But, yeah, like, that's gaslighting. Unfortunately, our relationship then turned abusive when he put his hands on me. You know what I'm saying? Like gaslighting is playing psychological games, which is more dangerous because once somebody gets into your brain and can manipulate it, they can literally have you as putty in their hands. You know what I'm saying? Um, but back to what I was getting at, where the actual term came from. So the term was derived or first heard um, um 
in a stage play called Gaslight, a British stage play by Patrick Hamilton in the ni- in 1938. Um it then became a movie in 1940 and 1944. I'm actually going to watch it now. I'm interested to watch it and see if Amazon, Amazon Prime has it. But it's basically a story of a husband who tries to convince his wife that she's insane and manipulates her so much um, that she can't remember things correctly at all. And um, she becomes delusional. And um, the title itself of the play alludes to how the abusive husband slowly dims the gaslights in their home while pretending nothing has changed in an effort to make his wife doubt her own perceptions. Um, so I took from that. Um, Oh, see, at the end it says he intends on having her assessed and committed to a mental institution after which he will be able to gain power of authority over her and search more effectively for like some jewels that she had um, or whatever like that. Like I said, I'm going to watch it because, I mean, it sounds interesting, but this type, this type, this type of psychoanalytical behavior um, is classified as gaslighting because he's dimming the lights. You're literally, when you're gaslighting an individual, you're literally dimming anything that's inside of them. You're taking away their identity. You're diminishing who they are. You're diminishing the light that resides in who they are. Um, so you can gain control. So you have power over them. And it's so interesting that they made that term based off the plot of a movie and then it so accurately explains a behavior as such right it it, it to me it, it's it's really it's really mind-blowing and and honestly when you when I think about it I think that a mental abuser is way worse than a physical abuser and and hear me out because some people might not agree a mental abuser breaks down your mind Okay, a physical abuser breaks down your body. Now, yes, it can result in death. I think both can result in death, to be honest, because if you drive a person insane enough and tell them to kill themselves, they'll very much do that. So because they feel like they're doing it for you and out of admiration for you and out of love for you, i.e. it takes me into the type of people who are considered um, to be uh, gaslighters. Uh, cult leaders, we see all the time with cult leaders that they make um, they make the people in their cult drink something or take something to take their own life. And people willingly do it because they think they're doing it for honor, for the glory that they're following their leader. And it's the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, mental abuse and physical abuse. Yes, you can die from both. I think it's probably sometimes a lot easier. And like I said, no offense to anybody, and I don't hope I don't. Physical abuse in the aspect you can heal from, you know? Somebody puts their hands on you and, and scars your face, you can probably heal from that. The scars will probably fade slightly. Immense, but mental abuse? If somebody breaks you down and breaks down your existence and who you are and you no longer know who you are, that could take years, years 
to build that back up years for you to get back together. You know what I'm saying? And, and yes, both, both of them can. Yes. I, I, I definitely agree that both of them can take years to recover after, but here's why I say what I say about, um, about, about mental abuse. Okay. And here's a little excerpt. Um, gaslighting depends on first convincing the victim that the victim's thinking is distorted and secondly, persuading the victim that the victimizer's ideas are correct and true ones. Okay. Um, um, like I said before, it, 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 it invokes low self-esteem. Um, it, it, it can facilitate development of confusion, um, anxiety, depression, and in some extreme cases, psychosis. And, and that's what I mean, that it can be all the more um, detrimental because the victim loses confidence in their men, their mental capabilities. Um, they become helpless, um, because they've learned to be helpless. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's like literally watching the light leave somebody's eyes. They come a walk to me. It's like becoming a walking zombie, um, in search of direction from your, from, from, from who has power over you. Like, that's crazy to me. That's harder to break to me, you know? And as somebody who's gone through both, I mean, I think, I thank God I'm a strong mind individual. But yes, there's the aspects of, you know, I still deal with, I still deal with mental abuse. I still deal with the anxiety and the questioning and all stuff like that. My physically, I've recovered. Physically, there are no more scars. Mentally, there, there, there's, there's still scars. And, and, and like my therapist said, it's going to take time with anybody. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's in all in all what gaslighting is, the definition of it. Um, now I want to kind of get into, um, people who oftentimes, um, are the type of uh gaslighters you'll find sociopaths um narcissist narcissist uh cult leaders um it can be parents um children um family members honestly um there's so many type of dynamics politicians um you know there there's so many bosses uh coworkers um there are so many aspects of where somebody can be a gaslighter and um, we have to be aware of that. That's what it comes down to. Um, because like in the workplace, a colleague, uh, you, you, uh, somebody can make you question your work ethic, make you question if you're doing what you need um, to do at work. You feel alone because nobody includes you in anything. Um, and they make you feel powerless, powerless. And then you start to succumb to those, those games. And you just, you know, you do anything just to be a part, you know, that's how it can be in the workplace. Um, a lot of, there, there have been a lot of, uh, uh, journalists and psychologists and professors who would consider, um, Donald Trump 
to be, um, I mean, to be a gaslighter and what he did through the uh, 2016 um, presidential election and him as a president in general uh, was a gaslighter because he would say something so vicious, so harsh, so um, asinine and then turn around and say, oh, I didn't say that when clearly we have the proof and clearly we know what was said. But he would tell us he didn't say it and then convince, well, not all of us, but convince some people otherwise um, to save himself. You know what I'm saying? So it, it can be in politics. I mean, I mean, there can be a, a politician that gets in front of us right now and tells us everything is okay in America and then tells us that there's something going on in America and it's horrible. And it, Tell us that it's okay. Okay, let me make this this um, explanation kind of clearer. They told us that uh, COVID was only in Japan. And that Japan's got all this stuff going on and it's crazy. Like, oh my gosh, COVID, COVID, COVID. Next thing you know, we're safe. We don't have to worry about COVID. It's not going to be anything detrimental for our country. Then the next thing you know, it's detrimental for our country. And we're going through it and we're like, oh my gosh, people are dying at alarming rates. Things are having to be shut down. The whole country is in a disarray. People are taking mad toilet paper for no reason and clearing it out or whatever like that. And then our, well, y'all president get up and say, hey, no, everything's fine. We got a handle on COVID. That's all good. We're going to open back up the country. But, and it's making some people question like, oh, okay, COVID's a hoax. COVID's not real. Da, 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 da. All in all, COVID is standing there like, hello, still killing people. That's gaslighting. Okay. <laughs> that that's that's what that is. There are times in in um parent-children relationships uh that there's gaslighting. Like a, a child, it can be parent to child or child to parent. Just manipulating them that it's not what it is, and all in all. It's something else like having your hands hidden behind your back. That's the best visual I can give you. It's like an individual being in front of you and having their hands behind their back. And they're giving you sweet nothings, telling you the most grand things and making you feel all puffed up and making you feel great. But behind their hands, they have a powerful blow and they hit you with it. Not physically hit you with it, but they throw it your way. And then... You might question, well, why'd you do that to me? Oh, I didn't do nothing. No, no, no. You must miss, you must must be mistaken. You must misheard me. That's gaslighting. Like that's gaslighting. Putting thoughts in somebody's heads to 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 really bring them down, just so you can be feel big. Yeah, and and it's crazy, like that. This type of manipulation happens. All the time. And sometimes we just, we don't even understand, you know? So that's, that's, I didn't want to just, you know, go on the definition on and on. I apologize for you, but it's just, it's just thinking about it. It's like, dang, like, is this really, it makes you stop and think and be like, you know, have I ever been gaslighted before? Am I being gaslighted now? Like it makes you question and kind of be a little bit more keen to situations around you. So I want to give you some of the warning signs of somebody that might be trying to gaslight you. Okay. Um, they call you crazy or overdramatic. Um, you know, Trying to make something to be like, oh, no, that's not what happened. You're being overdramatic. And you're like, ah, no, I'm pretty sure this was an extreme thing that happened. Like, mm, 
No, thank you. Um, the person dismisses your feelings. Basically, nah, nah, that, that's not true. You don't feel that way. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Da, 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 da. You know, dismisses completely what you have to say or, or how you feel as an individual. Um, they tell other people. Sorry, I was checking on my plants. Um, but they tell the people in your life that you are crazy. Blatant, obvious lies. Um, denying their behavior, even if you have proof of it. They attack the most important aspects of your life, such as your relationships with your family or your worthness. Your worthness. Your worthiness. There we go. Worthiness. They say one thing and do another. They praise you, but only when it serves their purpose. Meaning like... They big you up, but it's only because they want you to do something for them. That's it. You know, um, you struggle to get any sense of stability with them. Um, they accuse you of the negative behaviors that they engage in, such as cheating. Now, I know we all know this type of example where, you know, a guy would cheat on you and be like, you know it and you'll have proof. And be like, no, I'm not cheating on you. You're probably want to cheat on me since you're talking about cheating. It's like, bro, I got proof of you doing it. Like, what? That's stupid. Um, and the last warning sign is they convince you that everyone else in your life is lying. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you listen to that, you start to think, uh, you know, in, 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 in abusive situations, when you see people who are just stuck, you're like, well, why do they stay? It don't make no sense. And he, they be like, I love him. And da, 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 da. You see why? They have to become, they become dependent on this person because the person breaks down who they are. Breaks down who they are. It's just the same way, like, when it's a situation when somebody's abusing a kid in the household sexually and the kid tries to go to their parent and tell their parent about it. Their parent goes and talks to the individual about it. The individual could gaslight them and make them to believe that their child is the liar, that their child is making up things and, and, and things of that nature. Clear sign of gaslighting, you know? Um, and when you think about that, I know a lot of y'all listening, you're like, dang, dang, I've been gaslighted before. Yeah. It might not be as severe as what some people have endured, but at least everybody's been gaslighted at least once in their life. Seriously, when you really think about it. Um, now, since gaslighting isn't a type is a type of abuse, um, it doesn't leave the same evidence as physical abuse, but it can still be just as real and harmful. Um, most victims may feel self isolated, um, develop low self esteem. We talked about that. Stop viewing the world from their own perspective. Prioritize the needs of everyone else over their own, develop mental health disorders, or lose their sense of self and have no recollection of who they are, you know? Um, and when you think about that, that's sad. Like, that's that's really sad that, you know, there's some people out here who really take pleasure in, in breaking someone else and really diminishing who a person is is like it's crazy and there's and it's hard to detect a gaslighter for real for real because the most effective ones the most um successful ones are usually the hardest to detect because the image that a gaslighter puts out to the world 
is different than the image that they put out to the person or the group of people that they are psychologically abusing. It's usually the charmers, you know, people who it's, it's like they got two masks on. It's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation. And that's hard to detect all the time, you know. Um, it, it's just, I'm sitting here thinking about it and it's just like, you know, I've been there before. And I hate that I have. And it just makes me think of times in my life where I've gone through a situation that's probably a gaslighter and and I didn't realize it, but it had such a psychological effect on me that it still affects me in my older age, you know? That sucks. That really does suck. And it's not like it's all bad. Like I said, they give you positive reinforcement. They reel you in with positivity and then pull you back. So it's not like you're just always getting cussed out and beat down psychologically. No. You're being meant felt to be good and then you're being brought back down. But you're brought back up again. It's operational um, conditioning for all my psych people. In a way, yes, it's operational conditioning because you're you're being taught a behavior by giving a consequence, you know? At least that's what I, I think it, it correlates. If somebody disagrees with me, please hit me up and let me know. Um, for all my psych people out there. Because it seems, it seems very... Uh, and I'm, I think I said it wrong. It's not operational. It's opera- I think it is operational condition. It just popped in my head, though, just thinking about it. That these it was it was like an experiment or whatever, and and the, and the subjects were taught or learned a lesson through negative reinforcement. You know, shoot, you can look at to me. To me, I would take the, if I want to take it a step further for my psych people, I would look at the Stanford uh, prison um, experiment. And if you don't know nothing about that, they made plenty of movies on it. I'm telling you guys, it, 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 it's great um, because it really shows you like, one, what the human psyche will do once it's given authority. But hear what I'm saying. It's not even just that it's an authoritative type of uh, study to, to study human behavior when they're given authority. To me, it has everything to do shows gaslighting in a, in a great um, way as well, because the prisoners are broken down so much that they just start complying to doing the most ridiculous acts just because even though the person ahead of them has no um, authority over them for real. They give in to them and succumb to their request because they're beat down and stripped of who they are. Hmm. That's a story for another day. For real, for real. I mean, (laughs) that's definitely a story for another day. So I want you to think. Think about Think about 
the topic of today and think about like, you know, if you might know somebody that's in that situation or who has been in that situation, you know, the best thing you can do for them is try to be there for them. Um, the best thing to do is, is to seek help. Really? That's all That's all you can do. And hopefully that they're not so far gone that they can't get the help they need. You know? Um, there's a... There, there's, there's kind of way um, that you can like kind of defeat a gaslighter. I could say, or just become self-aware. Keep yourself, um, just keep yourself aware of what's going on around you. And then some of the, um, some of the tips are, um, are to. Fact check your gaslighter. Fact check them. Like, your memory isn't as bad as they want you to believe. You know, question them. Really drill them. Um, For example, if they say you were asleep and wouldn't know what happened, ask them what time you think you went to. They would think you went to sleep. Question them. Question it every step of the way. That way you you can decipher for yourself. Like, are they lying or am I bugging? You know what I'm saying? Like it it um when they're talking about oh you're way too sensitive, think about it like is it that I'm way too sensitive or is it that what you, what you actually said to me was actually really mean? Call them out on their bluff. Bring your own evidence to the table. That way they're going to get flustered and in that fr- frustration, you're going to see that they're trying to gaslight you. You know what I'm saying? Um call out personal attacks. When they are coming from you, coming for you, and 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 try to diminish your character, um, and try to really break you down, call it out, call it out. Like, like call them out on this stuff. Seriously. Um, it says, when you push back against their narrative, a gaslighter often tries to question others' perspectives of other perspective of yours, or to argue that you're genuinely, you're generally untrustworthy. They make an effort to assassinate your character. Fight back with that. Let them know who you are and what you're about. You know what I'm saying? You can't come at me talking about uh, Dom's a liar and Dom's a horrible person. Oh, no, Dom's not. Because Dom's a kind person and she has a humongous heart and will give the clothes off of her back for anybody. So try again. That don't sound like me. That's the key thing. Oh, that don't sound like something I would do. No, that don't sound like something I would do. I've never done that in 20-something years of my life. That don't sound like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's call them out. The Another tip is develop a strong sense of your own reality. This is why I keep saying like self-care is key. Um, Getting in tune with yourself, um, journaling, um, getting to know who you are. That way, when somebody tries to shake your reality of things, you have it right in front of you. Like 
document your experience if y'all get into an argument and the person tries to say something and tries to really ram into you and psychologically messes with you document that document that write that down keep a keep a journal of your interactions with the person keep a timeline with dates and specific things that happen that way you have concrete evidence that you're not being delusional that you know what's happening that this is reality you didn't make this up because it's proof right there Record it, whether it's voice recorded, you know, something, have the proof in hand, have the proof in hand. They can't call you crazy if there's a play pipe, if there's a play by play description of what they said and what they did to you. They can't call you crazy for that. <laughs> this next tip I think is interesting. Um, it's the last tip. But it's interesting because it says, it says, recognize the narcissist's prayer. Okay. And I'm, I'll just read this and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up a little bit. It says, no matter how bad gaslighting feels and no matter how wrong we know it is, manipulative people can convince us we're just imagining our own mistreatment. Because manipulation is a narcissistic, a narcissistic um, modus operandi. Their gaslighting behavior can help spot a narcissist and vice versa. So here's one more check to see if you're being treated fairly or not. If this sounds familiar to you, the person is most likely trying to gaslight you. That didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, that's it's not a big deal. And if it is, that's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. That's called <laughs> the narcissist prayer. And what it does is show you that that right there is somebody trying to put blame on you. One that the gaslighting is the first tool in a narcissist's tool belt, though it can less often be used by non-narcissists non as well. And that prayer, quote unquote, also shows you that gaslighting is usually part of a systematic effort to invalidate your perspective, your needs, your wants, and your emotions. Truth doesn't matter to a gaslighter. So their version of the truth constantly changes, constantly changes. Protect yourself, guys, because there's people out here trying to mess with your mind and mess with your brain. And the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And honestly, that's why the, the catchphrase for this, not catchphrase, but like the slogan, the motto, everything for this podcast is your mind should forever and should always be your business. Because if you let it become somebody else's business, then you cease to exist. You stop living. You stop feeling. And I say you stop living is because you stop feeling. To feel is to live. When we no longer feel anything, we're no longer living. We're just passing through life. And I know I've said this before in past seasons. We're just passing through life. But when we, when we feel in something, that's a sign that we're alive. If I pinch myself right now, that's a sign that I'm alive and I feel. Don't let somebody get into your brain and change your perception of you. 
to negative. People should be in your life to build you up and to bring positivity. Not break you down. That's not love. (laughs) That's not care. That's not compassion. That is somebody trying to shape you into what they want you to be for their own good. To make them feel good about themselves. Why? Because they might not. I mean, if it's a narcissist, well, we know why they do it. It's because they feel like they're so grand and they're better than anybody. Others, it could be because misery loves company. And they don't want to be miserable by themselves. So what do they do? Drag somebody else down with them. But it doesn't have to be your story. And you can stop it in your tracks now. You got the tools, right? All right, we'll be right back. All right, my beautiful folks, it's now time for the self-care tip of the week. (laughs) That sounds great, right? Sorry, I had to move outside. I know y'all can hear the outsideness, but it's still kind of sunny over here. And a little bit warm in Arizona, so I had to, you know, get the sun on my face and feel it and ah, breathe a little bit. But this week, um, self-care tip of the week is going to be in line with our, um, with our self-care challenge that's posted to our, um, all our social media. And for today, today's day four of our challenge, is to read a book, Okay. And the significance of that is getting lost in a book, allowing yourself to flip over your phone, put it on do not disturb if you like, and dive into a good read. Okay, I'll be the first one to say I'm not a reader for real. And a lot of it is because my mind constantly fluctuates back and forth to different things I think I have to do. Um, I always feel like my plate is overwhelmed and I always feel like I have to be on the go. So a lot of times I physically do not have um, or sometimes I don't think I have the time to sit down and really read a, a good book. And oftentimes when I do finally get down and try to enjoy myself by reading, I fall asleep because my body is exhausted. I'm finally you know, having some downtime and all my body wants to do is sleep to recover. But today, just like everybody else is following with our self-care challenge, I'm actually taking an hour to read. I'm going to do it before I go to bed and I'm just going to start reading into a book and I want to get lost. A lot of times books can be escapes for you, um, getting caught in a story and, 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 you know, looking for the messages in a book or, or it can be a self-help book. I know there's um, the book out relationship goals and I read some of that and man, I was reading that at one point and um, I just couldn't put it down. It was so good. I got so caught up and I was like, oh, well, I actually have to go. I have to go do this. I have to go do this. But getting lost in a book, getting lost in the stories, getting lost in the fantasy, um, getting lost in a self-help book, whatever it is, even if it's the Bible you want to read, getting lost in a book can be relaxing, you know, because your body is, is sitting down and your body is, is able to <sighs> breathe and take a breath. You know, take a take a rest and and you're able to do something for you. Carve out that time for self. 
That's what I said. Flip your phone over. Turn on on Do Not Disturb. If you're a parent, lock yourself in your room while your kid goes to nap or whatever. Or they got homework to do. And take time to read. Your spouse be like, hey, hey, babe, hey. I'll talk to you in a minute. Give me a minute to read this book. And I'm not saying you got to read the whole book in one day. If you want to, that's your business. But get a chapter. Don't just settle yourself for a couple of pages. Get a chapter. Get a chapter or two. Take that time to carve out for yourself to read a book. (laughs) I hope that helped you guys. And uh, let's go on with the rest of the show. All right, my beautiful people, we have come to the end of our podcast. And as always, I am grateful to share the knowledge that I learn and personal experiences of others and myself with you guys every week. You know, I'm more than I'm I don't know. I, I get overwhelmed and I'm ecstatic and more than glad every time I get to talk to you guys and every time somebody reaches out. Um, I had uh, a dear friend of mine who listened to the podcast and it, I, it really touched her. And she called me and she told me how grateful she was for the show and how much she loved it. And um, and even she called me this week. She said, I just want to see your face. And uh, uh, she was talking to me and she's like, all right, I love you. I can't wait to hear. Uh, I can't wait to hear from you on Friday. And I was like, "What?" Meaning the podcast. And shout out to you, Shay. I love you so much. Um, it's just the 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 audience that's growing and the gratitude that everyone shares and the, and the love that's received from just doing something that I, you know, I just wanted to do because um, I was tired of people making a mockery of mental health when I was dealing with it, you know, and to see it become a platform and a community where people feel um, love and they feel acceptance. I love it. I love it. Thank you for the allies, you know, as well. Um, There's so many things in the works that I have for this community. And um, I swear, I promise to you, I don't I don't want to swear, but I promise to you every season I come and I, I do this, you know, um, I learn more, I grow more and, and, I, and I seek to um, make it better. So I say all that to say, if you have a testimonial, a, a comment, um, you want to write in uh, for a topic suggestion. You have a question. Um, you need advice for something. Um, you just want to say, hey, girl, love what you're doing. Um, this, that, and the third. If you have a black business that you want to promote, because I have not done really any black businesses so far for season three, um, because I'm trying to um, really search for some. So please, if you have any that are either locally in Arizona or across the country or across the waters, please Please bring them in to me. Bring them in to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Trust me, you can ask other. In- well, you wouldn't know, but there's a- there are individuals who have emailed in, who have commented in the DMs, and I have happily had conversations. And you know, it's it's great. It's not just about the woman, me behind the microphone. It's about us as a community of black and brown people trying to be better. And even for our allies who are not black and brown that listen because they want to understand uh, uh, the struggle from our perspective because they really want to be there for us. Thank you. You know, so you can always write into us at mentalmindbiz at gmail.com. Once again, that's mentalmindbiz. 
biz at gmail.com that's biz b-i-z you can follow us on all social media platforms at underscore mind yo biz once again that's underscore mind yo biz b-i-z-z that's on instagram that's on twitter that's on facebook um yeah that's all the platforms we're on right now uh you can like subscribe share uh, stories. Go back and listen to season one if, you, if you're new to this. Uh, if you're true to this, you know, keep holding on. Um, we're about to open up um, the podcast to be listened on different, uh, a few more uh, different um a few more different platforms. I'm also looking to have the website up and running um, by January 1st. Now, I just put that commitment out there. I'm going to hold myself to it. But woo, okay, I'm going to hold myself to it. But I just put that commitment out there. But seriously, I want to hear from you guys. I, I, I really want to hear from you guys. Because like I said, it's not just about me being behind a mic and just talking for like an hour or two. It's really about building this community and, and, and making you feel safe, creating a safe space. Make sure you know that somebody listens, somebody cares. That you're not going through any struggle that you're going through alone. Whether you're diagnosed um, from a doctor or whether you just know things are going on and you never know what it was called until now. Now you understand what anxiety is. Now you understand what depression is during um, this holiday season, whatever like that. It doesn't matter. I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel loved. And I want you to know there is a community out here. There is a community out here where you can be yourself and let down your guard, let down your hair. Because so many times in our community, we have to put on this front and we have to be strong. And we're tired. We are tired as a people. And I understand that and I feel it. Let me hop off my soapbox and I'm about to go in. <laughs> but it's always love and appreciation from you guys. And I'm so grateful for you guys allowing me to grace your ears every week for a year and some change now. It's nothing but a blessing. And I promise you, I will continue to bring you as much great things and, and, and the, the best of the best and the research and everything that I can find to help us grow as a people and be within ourselves and grow as ourselves. You know, so much love always. Protect your magic. Your black is beautiful and handsome and magnificent. And we are lights. Don't let nobody dim that for you, my beautiful people. Because we are a beautiful people. <laughs> all right. I'll see y'all next week. Keep it all G, my loves. And we out.